Welcome to another special General Convention 78 edition of The Collect Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 moment, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. And I am so excited because I am recording right now on the floor of the House of Deputies. And look who I found! Here's a hit! She's sometimes heretical! <laughs> Yay! Yay! It's me! It's Holly Powell! I'm so excited to be here! I know that... My, our listeners have been incredibly lonely, as lonely as I have without you. I am so glad to have you back. I am so happy to be here. Um, and just so you guys know, we're not actually recording like during session. Everybody's walking away. So don't think that we're going to get smitten. Smote. Smote by, by, the- by, by the president of the House <laughs> yeah, of Deputies. Nobody wants that. No. No. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we are here. I am ready to go. I'm going to try to get some interviews done and uh, pick up some of the slack that Brendan has been carrying for me while um, I was working. And here we are. Yeah. But among the things that you've been working on and uh, what that our listeners ought to be subscribing to is that you have started off on our daily resurrection reports for the Acts 8 moment. I have. So if you go to acts8moment.org, you can find um, a daily kind of rundown. People are sending in pictures, tweets, um, little anecdotes of things that really uh, made them feel like the presence of Jesus was among us, um, and Brendan, sometimes sitting in these legislative sessions, you kind of forget what you're here to do, and uh, so we're just trying to kind of lift those things up that remind us uh, about what we're here for, and, and so you can subscribe to those on the website. Well, this podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life. And during the General Convention, we're exploring the various uh, aspects of worship that we have access to by virtue of a whole variety of people uh, being present at convention. But today, we're uh, publishing an interview uh, with somebody who is doing worship under very unusual circumstances, uh, which is the Reverend Lester McKenzie, who has been appointed the chaplain of the House of Deputies. And it's funny you should say this, Holly, about the about the resurrection reports calling us to remember that we're about the business of the church, about the mission of Jesus. Uh, That's really the same thing uh, that Lester said in his interview with me. And, um, well, really, uh, I'll just let Lester take it from here. Currently, thanks be to God, I am in the L.A. Diocese. Mm -hmm. uh, And I'm an associate at St. Matthew's Parish in Pacific Palisades with an awesome new rector, Bruce Freeman, Mm -hmm. who moved to us uh, from Ohio. And the gift of St. Matthew's Parish is that we have a parish school uh, under the wonderful leadership of Stu Work. And so I'm in this parish unique blend where we have a parish setting, but we also have the parish school, which is part of the National Association of Christian Schools. And so you are almost challenged or invited every day to consider how to offer a fresh breath to a 2,000-year-old expression of faith, mm-hmm. uh, both liturgically with worship, with your mind, your body, your spirit. And that combined with my own historical narrative right. as a third-generation priest. I was born and raised in the Anglican Church of South Africa, mm-hmm. which at the time I was growing up was the Church of the Province of Southern Africa during the dark days of apartheid. Right. Um, and I grew up in Rectors. And my grandfather was Bishop Suffolk in um, Cape Town. He was Bishop Suffolk of, uh, if I can recall, it was um, Walfus False Bay, so I think it sounds like. Um, 
and my grandmother was a choir master, and so singing and praying, and now my aunt is a, um, a priest as well, and she was ordained in Johannesburg. Right. And so all of that informs and uh, informs how I function now almost in as a cleric in the Diocese of LA. And so right. the invitation from um, President Jennings after reading just a, a reflection that I offered at the time we were remembering Madiba, mm -hmm. Nelson Mandela um, called me up and uh, invited me to be chaplain to the House of Deputies And, and when, was, when was that, that she invited you? It was after, it was about a year ago Okay. Uh, six months to a year ago to think about it and then consider it based on, uh, I think, a reflection I wrote right. in tribute to remembering Nelson Mandela. And in the tribute, I affirmed, or I shared how, I shared my experience on the ground and watching how, through music, and my claim is always as South Africans are very musical people, but how through music that nurtured our bonds of affection, even right. though we disagreed with some things, mm -hmm. or there was pain in the community, especially when there was pain in the community, uh, the songs brought us back together, and so right. I'm hoping to use elements of things that have shaped me, experiences that have shaped me, uh, to bring that to my role as chaplain, and I'm, I'm using the theme of a salutation that we use in South Africa, Osa Zulu, which is Saubona because I see you or we mm -hmm. see you and the response usually is Yebo yes I am here and so how can we see again uh, not only each other all 850 of us I think that's right, on the right. floor of the House of Deputies but how do we when we leave here uh, see the world differently see our parishes differently see our colleagues differently see uh, with new eyes with new lenses of hope in a world that is crying out in pain in a world in need of love. So, so, so what is, just start with something basic here, what's the job description of the chaplain of the House of Deputies? Job description is uh, during each day that we meet on the floor of the House of Deputies. Uh, I'll open in prayer, uh, usually in the morning, and in the afternoon I'll, I have a 10 minute window, 8 to 10 minute window, to offer some sort of meditation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, uh, and, and so the meditations will be, sometimes there'll be multimedia involved. Right. Sometimes there'll be uh, classic poetry involved. So it'll be, it'll be de it will depend, uh, or it will be organic. Right. Because I'm paying attention to resolutions that are floating around. I'm paying attention to how the house is interacting in itself. I'm paying attention to even just what's going on uh, on social media, mm -hmm. on the wonderful deputy news, on the deputy news Twitter feed, on uh, Facebook, uh, just paying attention, right. and 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 I'm trying to then collect all of that, so to speak, and channel that uh, in a sacramental way, in a right. prayerful way, because it's always good to pray. And so, how do we take all of that that's happening that we will be experiencing over the next working days of convention, of general convention, and then focus it. And then sometimes we will get heated because we're in relationship. Right. And that's what it means to be intertwined. I, I'm fascinated 
with technology and emerging technologies. I'm a, as a as a hobby, I'm an Apple app developer, mm-hmm. but also I'm fascinated with quantum mechanics, and so and and so the Principia Mathematica of of Newton, combined with the Confessions of Saint Augustine, right. for me offers some of the the best ways of seeing the complexities of our world in the sense of the for example my currently what I'm what's scratching at me is the wonderful theory of quantum entanglement mm-hmm. uh, how subatomic particles once they are interacted will always be interacted irrespective of of, of space and distance so that relationship is permanent that relationship is permanent right. it becomes a closed system on a subatomic level yeah. this is the theory of quantum entanglement um, and so I'm just and, and so for me that just offers a it blows my mind in the sense of when I think about the incarnation right. or when I think of Jesus of Nazareth this uh, rabbi this lord that I follow who demands that I love demands that I forgive demands that uh, justice demands fairness um, that I be in relationship that I be entangled mm-hmm. with the divine and with my neighbor uh, and with myself and so what does all of that look like in real life and so as chaplain, I'm hoping during this next days of our work together that I'm able to concentrate in some way or help us remember uh, that we are here for Jesus. We are here for mission. We are here to counsel as uh, the, the uh, council as the church. Uh, we are here to do the work of the church, but not the, at the expense of getting lost in what my grandfather used to say is churchianity the busyness of the church or the business of church so we have to figure out how we function organizationally but we can do that prayerfully we can do that with holy joy we can do that in community and we can do that with a little bit of tension because that's what it means to live in community to live in relationship because I like that Jesus of Nazareth reminds me I I might struggle with some with my neighbor but I've got to love my neighbor right so, so we take that holy joy concept. Yes. And so we're recording this on uh, June 24th. So it's before the legislative sessions have officially started. But yes. you opened up our orientation session this morning yes. with a prayer for our technology yes. and for our use of the technology. I, yes. So. I, what, I, what happened was um, I got onto the platform and Dean Ward uh, Simpson, uh, I was looking at his screen and I'm, I'm able to, I was, I was aware of the context of what we were moving toward, which was virtual binders, new technology, iPads, newness. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, and so how do you bring that all together in prayer, creatively, honestly, truthfully, uh, so that we can affirm patience and not, uh, because anxiety is already high because of things that are new. Right. So with high anxiety, how do we lessen that anxiety? You lessen anxiety through laughter. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, even uh, in prayer, even in prayer, uh, uh, at sometimes, right. I mean, there are moments that that we will need to focus. There are moments that we will need to take stock and pause and pray and pray for holy inspiration. But it was the orientation session, mm-hmm. and we were opening the iPads, and I felt it appropriate uh, to name that this is a quantum tightrope. Uh, right. That we are walking, and a tightrope, as you know, I mean, for me, a tightrope suggests balance, suggests intentional thinking, suggests intentional presence, which means you've got to be here. Right. You've got to yeah. be here with us now. Um, and I, I, I used, I think, 
and uh, let me let us practice the grace of patience mm -hmm. as we engage our gadgets. I love the English language. I'm a, I grew up in, a, in South Africa. I grew up under a government system that said if you were if you were black, that if you were coloured, that if you were Indian, that if you were a person of colour, you didn't really have much to offer. Right. Okay? Right. And so because that sometimes those tapes sometimes remain with me I, oh, I'm, I'm just fascinated with language I'm fascinated with sounds and I'm fascinated with the world around me and so I always try to express myself creatively or I use language that somehow engages us emotionally engages our senses somehow mm -hmm. as well and so you will hear alliteration you will hear right. um, words that create maybe a taste or a sound or an expression uh, so. so one of the things that I know is on a lot of people's minds right now yes. and I sensed it coming in was this issue of race relations in this country yes. and I was so pleased to see that that became really obvious in the response to yes. President Jennings uh, opening remarks yes. uh, this morning yes. clearly your background growing up in South Africa mm. probably has a lot to say to our context and some of the things we're thinking about as yes. a church right now yes. what thoughts do you have at this point on how you might address that I experienced an apartheid South Africa as a young boy, as a teenager. I was blessed to grow up in a church in rectories and I understand now the blessing, the gift, watching my mentors, watching all those whose shoulders I stand upon. Uh, my grandfather, Bishop Edward McKenzie, my grandmother, Sylvia McKenzie, my aunt Vanessa McKenzie, uh, my grandfather's boss, Desmond Tutu, mm. Bishop Michael Nuttle, uh, Bishop Matalengwe, all, uh, you know, Ted King, the Dean of St. George's Cathedral at the time, or Colin Jones at that time, just all these cats right. uh, would always offer moments of hope, even amidst deep, deep, deep despair, deep darkness, deep pain. And, and it's not a false hope. And so, for me, I'm hoping and I'm praying deeply that when I use the word like reconciliation, it is not a mere platitude. Right. But for me, reconciliation, having lived the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, yeah. reconciliation forces us to examine the past. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge and the, the uncomfortable element of reconciliation is that the one, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which I experienced and lived, when they examined the past, they had to tell the stories of violence of the past. Right. Okay. So for us, for me, to experience justice today, if if we are my challenge, at least I offer to my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, is if we want to talk about justice, which is which was my understanding of living equally and fairly, we need a context, and we need the past to not relive but to remember mm -hmm. and only reconciliation through reconciliation can we do this and only through forgiveness which is a very very difficult thing to talk about now but it's important for us to unpack maybe our understanding of forgiveness for me when I offer forgiveness something I experienced and lived and saw is me letting go of any letting go of my hatred for you Right, right. Letting go of any revenge that I might hold over you. 
and being willing to start again together. We need to figure out how to do this together. We are in a place where anxiety, and I'm talking about society now, where anxiety is super, super high. I don't have all the answers. Uh, I don't think any one person has the answers. But if anything, we need to figure out how to work this together, how to do this together, how to do this in community. And I think places of faith, for me, and the Episcopal Church is a place to, to begin because we offer a platform where we can convey to the world, I'm hoping, look how different they are, right? but look how they love one another. Yes. Well, that's... Uh a big ambitious thing for our church to do and some of that rides on you but I'm, I'm, I'm all about the big <laughs> yes. dream man. I'm yeah. all about the big dream I'm all about jumping into the deep end of the pool because if there's one thing I learned growing up was that all of this work takes courage right and if we take Jesus of Nazareth seriously I believe we can do this together yeah well, Lester, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to speak with me. Uh, I, I look forward to uh, praying with you on the floor of the House of Deputies. So thanks a lot to Lester for uh, joining me for this interview. And uh, as you heard in the interview, we were recording the day before a convention officially started, and we heard a little bit about what he was planning to do uh, with things around music and song. Uh, we do have a recording of some of the stuff that he did on the first official day of convention, uh, and we'll play that uh, after Holly and I finish out with our closing announcements. Yeah, thank you for that interview, Brendan. Um, I think that that Lester has done an amazing job thus far at convention, and I'm looking forward to learning from him and worshiping with him throughout the rest of the sessions. So... Um we do have a couple of events to announce quickly. Thank you to all of you who showed up last night for the Acts 8 Moment Gathering. Uh, it was a really wonderful and spiritually uplifting event. Um, if you weren't able to make it, uh, there will be another gathering uh, on July 1st. Um, the exact details have kind of fallen out of my head right now, but check out the Acts 8 Facebook page uh, for details on that. Absolutely. And uh, don't forget, you can also still make it to the Call It Call first ever live podcast recording, uh, which is this Sunday night, and I can't remember the date right now. Uh, June 28th. It'll June be 28th. At 7 p.m. 7 p.m. At the Granite Conference Center, which is uh, by the Starbucks in the Hilton Salt Lake City. Because we're solid as a rock. I don't know. Everything, everything around here is named after rocks. It's kind yeah. of weird. Um, anywho, yes, we are really excited to uh, get that going. I wish it was tonight, except not really because I'm pretty tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we're, we're thrilled to welcome special guests from uh, Easter People uh, and Sean Maloney from Padres Pods, uh, as well as a surprise special guest. Hint, he majored in linguistics. So we'll be back at you tomorrow <laughs> with another episode about something we don't really know what. We're not sure what yet, but it's going to be awesome. Talk to you then. See ya.
Yeah.